You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. Welcome to Comeback City, where we explore Detroit's past, present, and future. Today, we're talking about Wayne State University. It's past, it's present, and it's, it's future. future. There we go. Um, this episode is brought to you by Spectacular Strolls. Spectacular Strolls offers 15 historic walks in Detroit. Each walk is a self-guided 20-minute tour. Visit SpectacularStrolls.com to order your next Detroit history adventure. I'm Linda Shepard, and with me today is my co-host, Ed Brohart. Hey, Ed. Hi, Linda. So, we have both recently taken little walking tours of Wayne State University in the heart of Midtown, which, just to let people know, is east of Woodward. Um, Actually, west of Woodward. West of Woodward. Yeah, and just west of Woodward and north of downtown, north of, uh, for instance, Adams, you know, that's kind of Grand Circus Park. Right. And south of Grand Boulevard. Right. And I always think of Wayne State as kind of being in back of the Detroit Public Library. Yeah, it it is. Yeah. Uh, and if that's where the majority of the campus is, yes, it is. And I think uh, over over the years, maybe they've now developed a little bit more of a, I don't know, center to the university. I was surprised because in driving around, you think you're just going through some random buildings, right? But as you walk, you find Walking that there really difference. is kind of an epicenter. There really is, you know. There, there, and uh, they've blocked off certain streets and made them pedestrian friendly. So as you walk around the campus, you really realize there's a there there. I know. And yeah, there's that whole section um, that you can't get to by car at all. And it's very pretty. It is lovely. Um, There's something about an urban campus that I think is, is just great, you know. When I think of college towns or colleges, you know, there's the there's the little small town college where that's the main thing, right? And uh, then there's maybe the larger uh, in in uh, in a small city like Ann Arbor or something uh, that's definitely a part of the the city, but um, it, it's all about the college, um, right? But then you have your big urban schools like I don't know. Um, NYU comes to mind, Columbia, Columbia, Howard, you know, Georgetown, where it's also, um, it's definitely a campus, but it's It's integrated right in the city. And uh, there's something very exciting about that because you have the best of both worlds. Well, um, you know, not only is it in the city of Detroit, it it, Wayne State University is in Midtown, Mm -hmm. which seems to be the epicenter of the whole comeback of Detroit. That's right. And 20 years ago, we've talked about this before, nobody said Midtown. No. It, that, that's it kind wasn't. of a new term. 
It was. It, it is. I, I don't know if anyone used it. They talked about the new center up right. around Grand yes. Boulevard, and we've talked about that. And then, of course, it was downtown. Right. But a lot of the portion of Midtown uh, that is under comeback right now was referred to as the Cass Corridor. We've talked about that, which, right. you know, had kind of a, a negative connotation to it for a long time. I think it was kind of the center of maybe like a lot of drugs and crime, prostitution. You know, yeah, yeah. It was not a good area. Yeah. I had a, a, a friend, well, actually a, a good friend who wound up marrying the daughter of the owner of one of the more infamous bars down there. Anderson's Gardens, oh. which had a, a very storied past. It was an interesting place to go, but where I was mean, it? It was on Second Avenue, oh, okay. I believe, and it was. They made no bones about it. It was a hangout for working girls, oh. uh, and for Johns from various yeah. areas. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. They had music. You know, it was kind of it was great. A dance hall. But it was definitely uh, kind <laughs> of a senior side of life, and it wasn't the only one down there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it it was kind of symbolic of the decline of Detroit. Yeah. And now here it is. Symbolic of Detroit's rebirth. I know it. And Wayne State University is right in the middle of it. Um, and I, I loved walking around the campus. I really did. I did um, too. I, my, my first stop was Old Main. Mm-hmm. And I love that building. What a gorgeous, enormous building. It is. Did you know that it was the original Central High School? I did know that. <laughs> I mean, I was surprised to, 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 to figure that out. Um, and I, I really didn't realize until I, we were doing some research for this that the Detroit Board of Education had such a powerful effect on so many things in Detroit. Um, um, up until the 1930s, all of this was under the auspices of the Detroit Board of Ed, first as, as a high school, then later as a junior college. Then, as a four-year college, right, um, and it and really the the people overseeing this was the Detroit Board of Ed. Yeah, I was surprised to learn that it was a junior college. Yes, right. Before right. it became Wayne State University. Right, right. And uh, it, it, I think, originally its first four-year name was um, referenced Detroit rather than than Wayne, right. I think it was. Yes, you're right. And uh, I I think that I know back in the um, 1800s, um, they realized, and we've talked about the huge growth that Detroit was going through. Right. And they realized that in order to compete and to catch up, um, they needed to really create some institutions like a first-rate medical school and then later a law school. And these were things that were just born out of uh, a realization that there was a need for it in the community. Yeah, I know. I did wander around um, Old Main uh, as far as I could go. It, I was surprised it's mostly classrooms. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I was expecting it to be kind of a, a student center area, but it's really not. I think no. it's offices and it's classrooms. I guess the building began uh, was built in 1894. Right. So um, – Architects Malcolmson and Higginbotham 
And back then, it contained 103 classrooms. I mean, it is a big building. And it, it was a big building mm-hmm. back then and space for 2,000 students when it was built. So, Well, if you realize that it, it started out as the first main high school in Detroit, then it, it kind of ch- changes the way you would look at it and um, that it, it would be a place mainly with classrooms for students. Yeah. Uh, and then I was also kind of surprised to find out that Wayne State – kind of began as Detroit Medical College. Mm -hmm. Um, A group of Civil War doctors uh, kind of put it together, 1868. Um, That was kind of the beginning. Uh, And it kind of had 13 schools and colleges, starting with the medical school, um, 27,000 graduate and gra- undergraduate students. That's quite a bet, actually, for back then. Yeah. Well, not is that then? It couldn't have been then. Well, maybe. Oh, no. No, <laughs> I think that is now. I think you're right. Ed. Yeah. That's now. Yes. Right. But I, I know that the, the medical school was like kind of the center of it when they saw it becoming a, a college-level program. Uh, in 1913, I believe, it, it was renamed the, the Detroit College of Medicine and Surgery. And but it was still under the uh, control of the Board of Education, but eventually, of course, that became the Wayne State University School of Medicine, which is really uh, one of the top schools in the country. I mean, it's got a very good reputation. So, and it's trained you know thousands and thousands of doctors. Absolutely. So um, the other one of the other things that I was struck by um, at Wayne State was that okay. Old Main is a beautiful old building built Mm -hmm. in the 1800s, but so many of the buildings on the kind of central campus, say in back of the Detroit Public Library, are much newer. Oh, yeah. They were built in the 50s and the 60s. 60s. Yeah, I was very surprised at that. And they reflect those changes in architectural style, too. So it's really kind of a polyglot, uh, very interesting, diverse campus visually because it's got classic buildings like Old Main. It's got historical registry places like the uh, the Chatsworth uh, apartments, which are I love all those which old is apartments. A high, a high rise, one of the original. Oh, yeah, uh, you know, old they're classic. beautiful. Yeah, and and that's all been renovated and still is operable. And now it's mostly students, undergraduates, and graduates, and families can live there. Um, it's got uh, classic old mansions that have become part of the university, like the McKenzie House, right? Which is wonderful, and. Um, in fact, the McKenzie House is is kind of a, a story of preservation in Detroit itself. It was slated for the demolition ball. Uh, and in 1975, uh, there was such an outcry to have this beautiful building raised, you know, just taken to the ground, that um, uh, not only among students but also people in the community that the university backed off. And uh, said that they would keep it. And uh, the group that um, kept it from being destroyed actually became the organization Preservation Detroit. And their their offices are there. And uh, so, you know, I I think it's it's kind of symbolic. Right now, the, the university wants to move it. 
And uh, there's a lot of concern about that because they're not sure. You know, there are people that say, how are you going to take a a, a, a huge Queen Anne-style house and actually move it to a different location without it falling apart, without there being terrible damage? And also, maybe the university has been a little bit opaque about, you know, how they're going to do this and everything. It probably will happen because the Hillbury Theater, which is right next door, yeah. wants to expand. Oh. But, um, you know, it'll be interesting to watch and see what happens. See what happens there. Uh, but at least the, the university, at least under pressure, are all in for keeping it preserved as the, you know, beautiful structure it is. Yeah, you really do see, you know, a variety of eras when you wander around that er- area. Um you know, I, I guess I never realized this, but Wayne State actually became Wayne State University in 1956. Right. And, you know, that's – I guess I thought it had been Wayne State University for a lot longer. No. So this is why you've got kind of these newer style – you know, I don't know. What is that? Brutalism style or or just kind of that – Or that of, Jetson yeah, style and, and building. International <laughs> style, Bauhaus. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and – some of it, you know, actually, if you go, if you look in the uh, older suburbs, you see a lot of like elementary schools built. Like I some think of you're those, right. You know, kind of flat roofs, right? Very horizontal. Um, State Hall is is one good example. It's right across from the library. It's kind of nondescript, but it's an interesting building. It's you know functional, uh, like a lot of post war stuff was. Um, but then. You know, you had something else happening. You had some, you know, prominent architects like um, Minoru Yamasaki doing really beautiful modernistic buildings, postmodern, uh, postmodernist maybe. Right. And uh, of course, he's most noted for the World Trade Center. Yes. Uh, and here, his best example is probably the uh, one Woodward, the former Michigan. Consolidated Gas Building right. down on Jefferson, which is a gorgeous building. But he did the uh, DeRoy Auditorium at Wayne, and he also did the um, McGregor Conference Center on Wayne State's campus. Yes, and that right. is very beautiful. Right, it, it's it's got a gorgeous style, and um, it's what is it a two story symmetrical pavilion? Right, covered with travertine marble. And it sits on a podium um, with a reflecting pool. and a Which now has garden. water in it. For a long time, it, 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 was, was, empty. it was empty. And now it actually does reflect. <laughs> I stopped by um, the pool uh, when I was walking around recently. And it is just a very beautiful and tranquil spot. I mean, you've got a few benches there, mm-hmm. and there were people. It's very quiet. Um, it's it's very very pretty. Well, they did. I I think, and I you know, like I said, I for years I've driven around Wayne State, and when I say driven around, I mean to get from north to south or vice versa. You actually would go on Second or Third Avenue and drive around the periphery of the campus, but I hadn't really walked through it. For years. That makes a big difference. It does. And what they've done is they've blocked off Second Avenue, 
which was a major north-south artery, and they funneled all the traffic to 3rd, and they changed the name to Mad Anthony Drive, uh, as in Wayne County and Wayne State. There we go. Uh, And I was surprised to learn that Mad Anthony Wayne, who was a Civil War, uh, excuse me, a Revolutionary War general, and uh, then... Uh, was sent out to the Northwest Territories by uh, President Washington, never really was in Wayne County. It's just that a lot of things in uh, the Midwest were named for him because he was very prominent um, in clearing out the the last remains of the British here. And uh, a lot of forts were named for him like, hey, Fort Wayne. (laughs) Not only Fort Wayne here in in, uh, Detroit, but the actual city of Fort Wayne. Oh. Which is where he was actually did do a lot of his work in. Uh, yeah, he sure has a lot of stuff named after him. He does. He really does, and that's what Wayne County is named for. And so Wayne uh, State. Yeah, Wayne State and uh, Fort so, Wayne. Yeah, Fort Wayne. So the Mad Mad Anthony Wayne, and that was his nickname, not because he was crazy, but because he was assertive. Anyway, uh, Mad Anthony Wayne uh, Boulevard. Is the former Third Avenue, kind of, and it's what it's called around the periphery of the Wayne campus. But but they did that cool thing; they blocked off Second, and they made it into it's called the Gullen Mall, and uh, which is probably named for somebody who was a contributor. Somebody named Gullen, yeah. And uh, that's where a lot of these uh, beautiful new buildings are are clustered. There's a big um, sort of plaza area with a fountain in the middle. Uh, the Student Center is there, and that's just opened a couple of years ago, or the final renovation, and that's quite impressive. Oh, very nice. Yeah, it's still growing. Um, you know, part of Wayne State is the Mike Illich School of Business, mm-hmm. which is actually located in District Detroit, which is slightly south of campus and closer. Well, it's near Little Caesars. Right. Stadium. Yeah, so. right. And it's on the edge of that. And um, um, it's not too far from the orchestra hall, is it? I mean, it's... it's uh, Down in that, yeah, that area. And sort of along Woodward. Right, right. So, yeah, I, I was very impressed by the, by the campus. Um, it's a very vibrant area. Um, I noticed, you know, so many... Old, uh, beautiful apartment buildings just kind of ringing the area. Um, and uh, this whole Midtown business, it's just gone crazy with restaurants and it shopping. Has. It has, yeah. I mean, originally there were, uh, you know, the any restaurants that were down there probably catered to students and uh but now you it, it's become a destination and not just for because of the university the university is in the middle of it so they've benefited too from all this development and the Q line uh, yeah the Q line going up Woodward Avenue that makes a huge difference it really does and it makes it so easy to get around different venues in Detroit uh at least along that central corridor of course it would be great if it branched out which it we'd love to have it do we would so, Ed, let's take a little break here and talk about our sponsor. Yeah, I'm which excited is about that. Audible. And I love Audible. Yeah, I think it's uh it's a great thing and 
Um, sometimes, you know, you want to listen to a book, um, a classic or something that's new. And with their thousands of titles that they have available, you can do that in almost any area you want. You know, I particularly love WhisperSync. So WhisperSync is when you order, you know, your Audible book and you download it. I usually download it to my phone and I will have the option of reading the book or listening to it. And WhisperSync is offered by Audible and it lets you go right from the other and you're on the same page. If I'm listening for 40 pages of the book in my car, the next time I go to read that book, I'm on, I'm right at the spot that I left off. So I really like WhisperSync a lot. That's amazing. I didn't even know you could do that. Oh yeah, it's great. They've been offering it for a little while and it really makes it nice. And I order a lot of books, um, through Audible. And now I notice they'll say, would you like to add WhisperSync for an extra $8 or, you know, I mean, depending on how new the book is or how old the book is, it Mm -hmm. can be more expensive than that. that. But if I'm going on a trip or something and I know I'm going to be in the car and um, I really enjoy that. You know, I have the app, you know, because before it would be kind of like, I would have to either listen to a book or read a book, which meant I was listening to one book and then reading another book. But now I can combine them both with WhisperSync. That's a it's great a, idea. It is a great idea. And you said you've – what have you been listening to on Audible uh, recently? Easy well, or? yeah, no, the the books of Roger Mosley, which I just love. He's the, uh, the uh, African-American writer who's written a wonderful series about a um, – uh, that are kind of period and and they're sort of modern film noir. They're um, in Los Angeles from the post-war period around the late 40s, early 50s. They go right up into uh, the 1980s, 90s. Uh, there's like around eight to ten books uh, and they f- it features a wonderful character named Easy Rollins and his – neighborhood, his friends. He's not a detective per se, but he finds himself in these uh, things trying to help out friends. Um, And it's almost kind of uh, an overview of the black experience, uh, inner city experience, you know, throughout the latter part of the 20th century. Uh, It was made, his first book uh, was called Devil in a Blue Dress, and people made uh, remember that title because it became a movie with Denzel Washington and Don Cheadle, which was really very good, very enjoyable. Um, but uh, all of his books have a color in the title, the little red dog, um, all, all sorts of things. And um, some of those I've listened to on Audible. And uh, it's very enjoyable because they always have a, a great reader. Um, and the last one I, I read, I think, was uh, took place during the watch riots because that's what it had moved up to. You know, little by little, Mosley gives you a changing picture of uh, the black neighborhoods in the 50s, 60s, and 70s through this character, Easy Rollins. And because a lot of the characters stay the same, uh, it's interesting to see how hear how each one changes. I was very impressed with uh, listening to it. 
Yeah, I recently listened to um, kind of an older title. Um, I'm a big Ann Tyler fan, and I've read pretty much everything mm-hmm. that she's written. But I don't know if I'd ever read Dinner at the Homesick Restaurant, which was one of her big books. And it's one of her older ones. Okay. And, you know, I may have read it a long time ago, but I didn't remember it. So just recently, I was going up north, and I downloaded it. And uh, got the whisper sync. So I listened to it on my way up north. And when I got up north, I had a book to read. And I could also listen to it when I was on the beach or if I went for a walk. And I really like that option of being able to listen or read the same book at the same time. So um, especially, I think, you know, in the summertime, you're outside, you're going to be taking a walk, you're going to be on the beach and... You know, maybe, you know, you don't want to actually have to, well, you can't really look at your phone to read a book because it's too bright. So you can just put in your headphones and lean back and listen to dinner at the homesick restaurant. <laughs> it's a great option. It really is a great option. So um, back to Wayne State University. I mean, there's so much about the university there. I mean, Hillbury Theater. Is so beautiful. Too. Yeah, I was uh, really fortunate because I was in high school when that uh, first. D- did you know that the the building uh, that the Hillbury Theater in, in, is in was originally the main church uh, for Christian Science? I did know that. Yeah, and um, you know they prided themselves on not making their churches look like traditional churches and. Uh, this is done in a classic, neoclassic architecture, ionic columns. It really is. It's just beautiful. Um, but when it was taken over um, as the Hillbury and bought by Wayne State, um, was in the 1960s. And uh, their first full production um, when they presented plays was in 1964, and I went to one of the plays. I think it was The Taming of the Shrew. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, we went with um, – uh, it was an evening performance, but it was through our uh, one of my English classes at from Don Darrow High School in Royal Oak, and and uh, we thought it was, it was just great. Yeah, I uh, recently went inside of it. I don't think I've ever been to a performance there, but while I was wandering around Wayne State um, – I went into the building and did get a schedule. And it does look like they have a really nice lineup coming up of performances, including Avenue Q, which would be really right. fun to yeah, see they, there. Yeah, they, in recent years, they've uh, really combined. Um, it's very eclectic. They will do classic things, um, Shakespeare or Moliere or something like that. And then they'll, they'll do uh, like modern hits or really thoughtful modern drama. So yes, it's it's a nice mix. Yeah, um, when I I was over there this, just last week, and I went into the building, and the box office was open, and I got the schedule and talked to people at the box office, and I I just said to them, you know, can I take a peek, peek at the theater because I've never seen a performance here, and they said. Well, it's not really open, but yeah, you can go in that door if you want. Well, <laughs> so I went in and it was completely dark. So I used the flashlight option on my iPhone to walk around. And it was a little bit like Phantom of the Opera because it was so dark. But I did notice that it 
it's a really nice size of a theater. Right. You know, it, it, you know you're not probably going to have a bad seat there. <laughs> no, I think it's 500 and some seats. It was originally, when it was the Christian Science Church, it had over 1,000. But um, they wanted to make it more intimate and so and also more comfortable. And uh, so they <clears throat> reconfigured it for a, for a theater. Yeah. <clears throat> it's it's very nice. Um, you know, I, I I learned a lot about Wayne State doing this research, and I realized that you know it has constantly been evolving back from the eighteen hundreds um, on a very regular basis. I mean, every ten years, every few years, you know, it it grows, and uh, I think it's a very you know, well-regarded, and um, it has a really good reputation in a lot of different areas. Almost every, I think perhaps, excuse me, I I think perhaps every one of their colleges are listed in the top ten nationally, and some are really quite prominent. They have one of the best schools of social work. Uh, They have, um, in their their area of research and bio-research, um, they've made amazing strides and, um, you know, a couple of the buildings down there, the newer ones that we've talked about are for that. There's one called iBio, uh, which is just amazing looking. Uh, and so, yes, I, I, I think they're, they're really well known. <clears throat> they've, um, uh, I read that they were the 70, they're considered the 75th best uh, and largest libraries in the country. Oh, really? Yeah, library systems. Um, the, the undergraduate library, which is called the Adamani, which is named for David Adamani, who was one of their more prominent presidents, um, is great and it's huge. But they have really un- interesting other ones like, for instance, the Walter B. Ruther Library, which is the best uh, assortment and of archives for the labor movement, which makes sense. That it's does Detroit. make sense, yeah. And for urban development and affairs and civil rights, especially, um, you know, civil rights as they pertain to uh, the city of Detroit. Well, you know, <clears throat> Ed, you and I both graduated from Oakland University. Right. Which is not too far away. You know, it's pretty close. <clears throat> and it's a, I would say, Detroit suburban uh, university. Right. And um, I guess I was surprised to find out that both those universities really kind of developed around the same time yeah. in the 50s. Uh, you know, I think of Oakland University as kind of a newer college, but really it kind of got going right around the same time that Wayne State became Wayne State. And uh, a lot of the building architecture is a little bit similar for yes, you know those right. older buildings. If you took the uh, a lot of the buildings at at Wayne and moved them out into a kind of a country setting, you'd have Oakland. You'd have Oakland. <laughs> it was very you know odd to kind of realize that. Yes. And you know, but what a different story. I mean, you know, um, Wayne State kind of started. You know, with the medical school and just mm-hmm. kind of kept growing and growing. Well, and of growing. course, Wayne Wayne and, is always, and I think they've prided themselves on this too, has always had kind of an 
urban gritty edge. And um, you know, it's gone through a lot of transfer transformation, just like American cities have. Um, One thing that I think is really interesting um, is to look at the development of the student newspaper. Oh yeah, it's called the South End. Right, and um, it was originally the uh, Daily Collegian, and it was very white bread, you know, sort of. I don't know, early 20th century thing that just, you know, talked about students going on right. and, and uh, things on ca- campus life. But then something happened just like it did in the country in the uh, mid and late 60s and that was there was a cultural revolution. And Wayne State, uh, the, the newspaper changed its name to the South End uh, because it was actually – their headquarters were at the south end of the university. Of campus. And it was a more working class, sort of a grittier neighborhood, which was at that time associated with more leftist politics. And that's exactly what the south end became. It stopped really being a uh, uh, a nice, stay, safe student newspaper and instead became kind of a political broadside. Counterculture. Definitely, counterculture definitely left wing. The masthead said the South End, and on it were two black panthers. <laughs> and uh, so it, it definitely had a uh, point of view. Now, to be honest, it also probably didn't have really great journalistic standards because, I mean, the, the, the point of view was so overwhelming in it right. uh, and so editorial that um, – you know, it, it, it lost much of its uh, journalistic integrity and uh, as far as accuracy, things like that. But it made a statement and it was interesting and it had, you know, quite a uh, – I think it had quite an effect on uh, at least kids growing up during that time in the Detroit area. Uh, since then, you know, it's changed. It's gone back and forth. It's changed its identity a number of times. It's still called the South End, but now it's in the beautiful new uh, student center. Uh, it's published, as you would expect, mostly online. Yeah. Uh, they have a few special, uh, like, fresh, you know, the freshman survival kit and, and uh, back to school week. But uh, mostly it's done all, uh, online. But it's got a, a readership of over 30,000, so it still has an effect. And it's a combination of uh, interesting things that are going on, interesting things to do. They have some AP wire service things, but for the most part, it's it's columns and reviews and things about campus life. So, But, but just following how it's changed kind of uh, is – you know, it, it's sort of an example of how the university kind of mirrors and the it, neighbors, yeah. uh, the neighborhood has changed over the, over the years. One moving, thing, moving to upscale, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. One thing that I think is really interesting in talking about the architecture is a lot of the new buildings are um, lead buildings, L E D. Perhaps you've seen that environmental leadership you know. in energy right. and env- and environmental design. Right, and there's very strict standards to qualify for that. There's like gold level, silver level, uh, and um, the, many of most of the new buildings that have been built on campus are at the highest level. So, in other words, they are environmentally sustainable uh, as far as water, air. Um, you know, uh, 
<coughs> access to resources. Um, <clears throat> I think Wayne State likes to stay on the cutting edge. Yeah, I think they really do. They always have, and that's uh, you know part of their heritage, and it's something that's very important to them to stay you know right up to date with everything. So I'm excited to see what they're going to be doing in the future. That's such an exciting part of of Detroit right now. Yeah, for our listeners, I think that you would do very well to um, go down to Wayne and not just experience it as <clears throat> the overall Midtown area, but actually look at the university. and Walk do, on campus. Walk on campus. Don't just drive by. Go over to that McGregor Conference Center, to the reflecting pool. That's so pretty over there. Right. Go to the uh, Shapiro uh, uh, School of Pharmacy. It's beautiful. It's a gorgeous building. Go inside Old Main. It's a beautiful building. Yes. Oh, you, my you, gosh. You'll see a, a, a tremendous contrast of the old and the new and the in-between down at Wayne. One little thing that uh, is interesting that I want to bring up because uh, my wife, Yvonne, was the first one that uh, made me realize this. Um, you know – Colleges are always associated with sports. Right. Urban colleges, not so much. No. Um, and so there's one sport at Wayne that was a very important part and put, actually put them on the map internationally. Can you guess what it is? I have no idea. Fencing. Really? Yeah. Uh, Wayne, Wayne, Wayne State University has won more international um, fencing uh, awards than I think any other college, which is really incredible. In fact, Wayne State um, fencing program uh, saved all of the sports at Wayne because, you know, when money was tight, they said, look, it's an urban campus. We're not U of M. We're not MSU. Um, We're just going to dump our sports program. But we want to keep our fencing because that's known around the country and around the world. Um, We've got gold medalists from our program. But the NCAA rules said that you couldn't do that with a sport unless you maintained at least six other sports. (laughs) So it saved their baseball program, their track program, their football program. Um, because of the because of the fencing department. Oh, that's so funny. And my wife Yvonne actually, as her as a um, during the the sixties. Well, I don't think you had to take a a sport, uh, but you could as an option and as an elective. And she chose to take fencing. And they had a guy there um, named uh, Ishvan Denosi, who was Hungarian. He had escaped from the communist bloc. Oh, wow. He was a great fencer and fencing instructor, and he wound up at Wayne State. And because of him and some of his and the people that came after him, it's been maintained as, you know, one of the preeminent sports there. That's great. Yeah, it's. A, I would uh, recommend that everybody take, you know, an afternoon and go down there and walk around campus. I mean, there are lots of kind of fun restaurants. Where did you say that you went to eat when you were there? Um, well, the one that I they I actually ate with uh, in, 
You know, I, I had many choices, but I just needed something fast. And so I found up street parking, if you can believe that, right at Cass and Warren. Good for you. Yeah, which is the epicenter. So I got out of my car. I looked up, and there was Sweet Lorraine's um, Mac and Brews, B-R-E-W-Z. Oh. And uh, Sweet they've Lorraine's. They've been there a long Yeah, time. and they've been – and they're, and they're noted for their mac and cheese. They have all these different varieties. Right. So they had a little special for four ninety nine. It was a mini mac and cheese and uh, a drink. So, but you know, it was great. I had free Wi Fi, and I just sat there and looked out the window and <clears throat> at all the people walking by. Um, another thing that's nice, um, uh, right up until probably October, every Wednesday there is a Wayne State Farmers Market. And it's set up uh, in kind of in little tents at the corner of um, Warren and Woodward. Oh, and uh, because you know it's a big problem in the in the inner city with food deserts and not having availability. So they wanted to make this available on an what ongoing a great basis. Idea. So yeah, so like urban farmers will come in and they'll have their things. And then there's you know like I bought uh, Detroit produced honey from Detroit bees. Oh, great, that was nice. And I bought some great Swiss chard that we had for dinner that night. Um, and there were also interesting people to talk to, um, people from the DIA and from uh, other organizations. And uh, so you could actually learn a lot. It was fun. And it, it was nice for the people that lived in the in the neighborhood because more and more people live actually on campus. I think that they are restoring a lot of those old Apartment buildings. Right. And they're encouraging. I mean, you know, it's not convenient to commute everywhere. No. And uh, there's there's definitely something to be gained when you're a student to live where you're also learning and studying. And so uh, they're really encouraging people to live there. And to do that, they have to have housing options and they're building a lot of it. Yeah. I know. I, I think a lot of them are very, very pretty looking, too. I know I went with a friend. We walked around campus. Uh, we went into quite a few of the buildings. Uh, and then we walked down to Shinola, which is a short little walk away, just about three or four blocks, mm -hmm. and went through some of the shops there. Shinola Nest, I think, is there. Um, there, are, there are a number of cute little you know, gift shop type things. And Shinola is an absolutely beautiful store. You know, they sell watches right. and bicycles and a lot of leather. And then we stopped and ate at the Jolly Pumpkin right next door, which was a wonderful place to that's eat. That's great. And they that that's a IPA a brewery. Uh, brewery too, right? Yes, right. In fact, we had beer. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the other side of Shinola is, you know, our old favorite, the Traffic Jam, so, yeah. which... I remember going to many years ago. Even so. back in the day, you know, that was a fun place to go and so, hang out. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and then you're over at Wayne State University. You've got the Detroit Public Library, which is another beautiful It's smack dab building. in the cultural center. It really part of it. is. Yeah. I mean, and then across the street from Woodward, you've got the Detroit Institute of mm -hmm. Arts and all those museums The public there. library with its, its wonderful historical genealogy uh, department the Burton Historical Collection. And then you also have, just north of that, the Historical Museum. 
uh, and that which has always been free. There's no admission charge for that. Uh, there's the Science Center. There's the uh, Charles Wright African American uh, Museum, and which is the largest in the country. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, there, there is much plenty to, to do over there. there. I mean, mm-hmm. really, you could wear yourself out just wandering around. I kind of did wear myself out when I was there, but it was really fun to see, and I thought I really discovered a lot of of, of things that I didn't realize were there. Right. Yeah, well, I did for sure. Yeah. And I've lived here all my life, so. Me too. You know, get out there. Go park your car or, you know, I actually took the bus down there again mm-hmm. and walk around because you're going to see a lot more walking around than you ever will be driving around. Speaking so. of the bus, um, right on campus is also one of the stop, one of the uh, uh, points that you can catch the mega bus. Uh, for Ann Arbor or Chicago, oh, right? Which is very exciting. That's that's a cheap way to travel. It is. I mean, they advertise for as cheap as a dollar. I know. I've never I've never actually seen it that cheap, but you usually can spend. I think they have specials or something. They, like you can that. go for you know twenty four bucks, twenty bucks, seventeen, uh, depending on what day you book, and you do it online, and takes you right to Union Station in uh, Chicago. That area has a lot to offer, that's for Mm -hmm. sure. Well, I think we've done a pretty good job of talking about um, Wayne State's past, present, and future. You got anything else said? I think their future is is bright. You know, it wasn't like I saw a lot of construction going on with new buildings. What I saw was old, beautiful apartment buildings looking like they were being restored. Right. And that's what we love to see in Detroit because we had some of the most amazing architecture in the whole country. And, um, you know, there's... Those Art Deco buildings. Yeah. In in many places around the country, that's been lost or been completely paved over. Uh, That's always been a fear that we've had in this area. And we have lost a lot of, of beautiful structures. But, you know... Uh, we're holding on to the ones that we've got, and I'm, I'm very happy to see that. It's a very rich area. It really is. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's about it. And um, thank you again to Tim Brohart for our great theme music, Katie Bates for our great logo, and uh, we enjoy uh, – Talking about, we have enjoyed talking about Wayne State University today, and we invite you all to uh, explore the Comeback City. That's right. 